2: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home
4: Depot. How doers get more done.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: What up? Welcome to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Beautiful December afternoon. It's a big weekend in the NFL. It's a lot going on in the NBA as well, and we have a fun show for you today. You might also hear from Ryan and Iowa Sam. Iowa Sam, the last time I saw you, uh, your team was was still in it.
1: You talking about before the Big Ten championship game? Yeah, yeah. We won't. Uh, we won't yeah, speak I saw of you. That. I
4: saw you last Saturday for the show. Yes. And then I went and watched. I went and watched that championship Ugh, game with a bunch of Michigan brutal. alum.
1: Yeah, I bet they loved it.
4: Yeah, they were losing their minds. The, the then of course like then it's they're so funny because it starts it starts with them like going crazy and then immediately they start talking about how they sh- should be ranked number one. Like I okay, okay. just
1: they're having a great. I mean it's their best year since '97, like, arguably.
4: Just it's okay. It's okay. You're in the college football playoff. Like it doesn't matter now. Just go win.
1: Do you think Michigan has a shot against Georgia after what we saw against Alabama and Georgia?
4: Yeah. Yes, I do. I I think it's actually.
1: Michigan's good. They they're really
4: good. They're they're very physical, and they they finally have an identity. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely. I think it's very even actually. I think we have a really good balanced college football playoff, and I'm happy for Cincinnati too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They deserve. I'm glad that, it. They I'm deserve... glad that
4: all shook out the way it did.
1: Listen, even if some of these games are blowouts, like you still deserve to get there to be blown out. You still deserve to compete.
4: Yeah, I don't want any blowouts. I don't that's, either. That's but the worst. That's like, that's that's just takes all the fun out of this whole the whole thing, because all year long we had such a great college football season and lots of parody. And then we get to the college football playoff, which will be expanding soon. And uh, having a, having any kind of blowout would be really annoying.
1: Like speaking of a real playoff here, we're watching Eastern Tennessee State University take on North Dakota State. Both teams are 11 and one. The, the line coming into the game was 25 and a half favoring the bison the bison because you know it's like eastern tennessee to, eastern tennessee state is like the cincinnati to north dakota state being alabama right but they both deserve to be there that's obviously.
4: and this is the the fcs where they, uh, qu- they championship a, yeah, quarterfinal. where
1: they do a real playoff real thing
4: yeah i hope that's not the case that would really stink but We'll forget about it at the beginning of the college football season next year, <laughs> like we always do, and then start debating and, and fighting for our schools, like we always do. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sorry about your your team. <laughs> it's okay. It's, um, it's all right. I, I, mean, have another, I have another friend that's an Iowa alum as well, and I was like, "How how'd it go for you?" And she was like, "Yeah." After the first half, I was like, "All right, well." Yeah, I mean, it's, let's
1: it's, go to dinner. <laughs> it's nice to be in a in a position to to compete for a title, and yeah, they got they got mollywhomped for sure.
4: Well, Michigan's good and uh, good. the college football playoff should be should be a good one this year. The Heisman is tonight, right um that's that's gonna that's well, we know who's gonna win that.
1: <laughs> it's one of the more anticlimactic Heismans. yeah. Movies. I mean, it seems like every year is like this. It's sort of like I wish eh. they would
4: give it to someone other than a quarterback, Aiden Hutchinson. yeah, I mean Aiden Hutchinson Charles Woodson was the last defensive player to get to win the Heisman. uh ironically, Michigan. Um, but he's not gonna he's not gonna get it. It's it's that's just not how it goes. It's and it's similar like the NFL MVP, which we'll talk about today. It's just become the best quarterback on the best team. And look, the quarterbacks the quarterbacks do deserve a lot of credit because they get all the criticism when things go badly, unless you're Matthew Stafford, of course. And uh, so there's something to that. But we have a fun show today. We'll talk to Jason Terry, the Grand Rapids G League head coach, of course NBA champ with the Dallas Mavericks. Talk a little NBA today, the league. We'll also talk to Brandon Newman, producer for Holly and Smith on NBC Sports. If you have followed my uh, career at all, you know Brandon Newman very well. He and I did a podcast together for several years. Natty, Natty, listen to me. Natalie Eganoff, <laughs> uh, host for Park Sports Book and the Lipstick, Lipstick League podcast. And Kelsey Nicole Nelson, host for Fox Sports and the Draft Network. And we'll get into uh, all the NFL games this weekend. There are some big ones. This uh, The playoff picture could become very clear very quickly uh, with some of the matchups this weekend. Because a lot of big divisional matchups. And we're going to see a lot of divisional matchups through the rest of the this, this season in these last couple of games. Because that's how most of the schedules play out. That your divisional games are at the end of the year. So that's exciting. Because they, a lot of these divisional races are tight. And... We have a lot of teams still viable. I think it's 25 teams that are like realistically still in it. Obviously, we know the Texans are out. We know the Lions are not going to make it. The Seahawks, the Jags. But other than that, you're saying there's a chance. There's a lot that could happen. Now, I do think that the teams we expect to make the playoffs at this point right now will end up being there. But... There's been some surprises this season, and uh, similar to the college football season, there's been a lot of parody, a lot of big upsets, and so we will we will discuss all of those games and uh, talk a little NBA. And I have got to, if you were listening to me and uh, the Up on Game crew, I've got to talk about this Steelers situation. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Why is this my life? <laughs> it's so annoying. That was that game was. That game was, I don't even know how to describe watching that game. The first half was so awful. And then the third quarter was, like, actually a legit game. And then the fourth quarter, I don't even know. It's like, it was just hell on wheels. A fantastic finish, nonetheless, in and in an amazing defensive play. Great throw by Ben Roethlisberger. So I really wasn't even actually that mad at how the game ended because, like, let's, let's look, because all you can ask for is to have a chance at the end of the game. Um... You got to play till the ends. So the first half really didn't matter. Dalvin Cook was absolutely incredible, per usual. But that Chase Claypool thing is, I believe, a microcosm of a bigger issue with the Steelers. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's get to my favorite five.
2: Now we've got five NFL games for you. It's your favorite five.
4: All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's start with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Huge divisional game. Raiders at the Chiefs. Kansas City's 8-4. and four. Las Vegas is a pesky 6-6. Six and six. Really don't know what the Raiders are week to week. But that's why you got to play them hard because they are a sneaky team. I don't think that they are a playoff team. And I think if they made the playoffs, they would get uh, exited quickly. But... They're still an interesting game. Now, they do have a lot of injuries. Darren Waller will be out. Carl Nassib will be out. Jalen Richard is out with COVID. Denzel Perryman is doubtful. So they have a lot of injuries to deal with on the Raiders' side, which is good news for the Chiefs, whose defense has been completely locked in as of late. Still have some questions about the offense, but... Again, a divisional matchup can always go either way. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game, being at home and with all those injuries. But this is a big game. Ravens at the Browns. Browns off of a bye. What does Baker Mayfield look like after a little bit of rest? I do believe he did some traveling. So I don't know if that's it's a good thing if you're trying to recover from a bunch of injuries. And obviously the Ravens are coming off of a loss to the Steelers. So this is huge. The AFC North is very close. It's really anyone's race at this point. Now, if the Ravens win this, it's going to feel pretty much like the Ravens are going to win this division. But the Browns could really even things out with a win over the Ravens. And this is a must-watch game this weekend. Cowboys at Washington. Now, this is a big one. Everyone is high on Washington right now. Ooh, Taylor Heineke. Oh, they love it. love an underdog story. Now, interestingly enough, Tony Pollard is banged up, tore his left plantar fascia. Micah Parsons is dealing with a hip injury. So that's not good news for the Cowboys, who Mike McCarthy has guaranteed will win, which usually goes well. I actually don't have a major problem with that. There's a way you can coach speak answer that question and not be as direct as Mike McCarthy was. But uh, what's he, like he said, what's he supposed to say? No, I think we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose. Now, the coach's speak answer when he's asked that question is, Washington's a good team. We're going to come out there and be prepared. Blah, 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 blah. Word soup. But he didn't. Guaranteed to win. And the Cow- look, the Cowboys have a two-game lead over Washington in that division. So I'm not particularly worried about the Cowboys the way that everybody else is. But we'll, we'll talk to Kelsey Nicole Nelson. She, she's covered Washington for a long time. I want to get her thoughts on that because I don't know necessarily I know that I trust this team, Washington, as of yet. I know they're, they won 4-5, but this is going to be the game that will convince me. And I think the Cowboys will win that game. Bills at Bucks. Huge game for the Bills. Huge game. They need to stay in this playoff hunt, which is crazy. Like, Bills are a great team. But that loss to the Patriots was crucial, so they are not a top— the AFC East anymore. And obviously they have spent the entire week hearing about how terrible they are. And they lost to Mac Jones, who only threw the ball three times. Well, now you're up against the nine and three Bucks, and they're atop the NFC with who will likely be the league MVP at age forty four, which is absolutely insane in Tom Brady. So Bills Bucks is a huge game this weekend. Rams at Cardinals. You know how I feel about the Rams? I need to see more, guys. That Jacksonville win is not convincing me of anything. You do, they do exactly what they're supposed to do against weaker opponents, and they get smushed by real opponents. That means you're an above-average team. You beat bad teams, you lose the good teams. Yeah, you're above average. There's too much talent on this team and too much high-level experience with the coaching staff for them to be playing that way. So this is the game. Rams at Cardinals, divisional game. What are the Rams going to do? Kyler Murray's back. Let's go. This is the game of the weekend to me, along with Bills and Bucks. So that's my favorite five. Let's get to my dimes. Here's yours. Dropping a dime piece. Two dimes. Okay. Bills, great team. Primetime, embarrassment. They're going to play well. They've heard it all week. I love teams bouncing back. I still think the Bucks win. But some people got the Bills at three and a half. Love that, but I would still take Bills plus three in this game. And then Washington plus four. This is a divisional game. It's going to be close. Um, Washington's won four or five. Again, I still feel like the Cowboys win this, but I'm going to go Washington plus four. So Bills plus three. If you can get three and a half, scoop that up. And Washington plus four. All right, we mentioned it a little bit. We've got to talk about... This Steelers situation, you're listening to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Got to talk about that, that game Thursday night. Chase Claypool, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger. What does the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers look like? And we'll talk to Jason Terry. Jason Terry, NBA champ at the bottom of the hour here on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
7: Welcome, Allison. We got second
0: place in my seventh-grade lip-sync contest for one of the songs on that
7: album—the one that was like "You've Already Won Me Over." Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a like very of all slow. The, of all the options, in spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to Twenty Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again,
8: Alison. Thank
4: you. Oh, this is this is the jam right here.
1: That's pretty fitting, right?
4: It is. Joy to the world? It's actually the... It's it's the only version of joy to the world that I will tolerate. Well, it's Whitney. Yeah, Can't I mean, Whitney's, Whitney's the greatest. Um, She's the GOAT. She is the goat. This ne- is GOAT. Her and
1: Aretha are the GOATs, in my opinion.
4: Uh, yes, no one's going to argue with Aretha. Uh, I, I don't know that anyone can ar- really argue with Whitney, but I think it becomes a matter of preference. And... I am a Whitney Houston fangirl. I'm a I'm a stan. I don't get too crazy about a lot of things. Michael Jordan is one. Whitney Houston is two. Um, I don't know that I I, I really defend many other things that extremely anymore. You know, I feel like the older you get, if you haven't set in your ways that you're going to be like a hardcore fan about something, you just, you start to, especially in our business, because you really can't be too much of a fan of anything. People start to find it annoying, unless, you know, obviously you're local. Um, So I, the, the only team that I really let, let hurt me anymore is the Miami Heat. I had to let go of letting the Miami Dolphins hurt me. I still love them. Still love the Steelers. We're going to talk about them in a second. But... I, 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 can't, I can't let them hurt me anymore. It's too much.
1: You can always be Team Houston, but not that Houston. Whitney Houston.
4: Whitney Houston, yes. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. You're listening to The Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. And we have Jason Terry, NBA champ, head coach of Grand, Rap- Grand Rapids Gold G League team, uh, Denver Nuggets affiliate, coming on at the bottom of the hour. And we also talked to Brandon Newman at 245 Eastern from the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Maybe I'm Crazy podcast fame. He's now on the Holly and Smith show on NBC Sports. So I do Thursday night football with Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah on Prime Video Scouts feed. Also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash move the sticks. It's a good hang. And I posted the video of our reaction yesterday on Twitter and Instagram, our live reaction to the Chase Claypool I don't even call it an incident celebration, and i i like I've had more time to think about it and discuss it. obviously, we talked about it on the herd yesterday, but let's just recap it if if you if you happen to miss this moment, I don't know how you did, but he gets the first down they're on they're in two minute drill and he gets the first down in the middle of the field obviously there's no timeouts left, so the clock is running. How anyone on that field or anyone in that building doesn't understand everything that's supposed to happen in that situation it's not the first time it's not an unprecedented situation but here we are Pittsburgh Steelers having accomplished nothing in this game besides get close to coming back and he celebrates after getting the first down and look there's a lot of argument on the internet as there usually is about what the what the true ramifications of that celebration is like did they lose the game because of Chase, no. I don't like to be that hyperbolic. They were down 29 nothing. There were other things they could have done throughout the game to not be in that situation. However, when you're playing a team game, you have the responsibility to your teammates to not only understand the situation that you're in, and Chase is a very smart player, so he he knew what the situation was, but to also be in control of your emotions in that spot. And I am a... Very big defender of guys being emotional. I hate the stupid taunting penalty. It's cost games. It's a huge waste of time. It solves absolutely nothing. Have there been like less brawls because of the taunting penalty? It's entirely punitive and subjective and it's dumb. It's an emotional game. You should be able to celebrate. And look, if someone's feelings are going to get hurt, maybe, maybe you make the play next time. That's how it goes. The same argument that they have when they got rid of ce- like end zone celebrations. The children, we've got to, we've got to take care of the children. Who will raise the children if they celebrate? I don't have time for that. So I'm all for being emotional, but this was a wild situation, and and I don't really know that it's just on Chase because this is this is my issue with the Sealers at this point, and the franchise's history to begin with, which is there's really no identity. I love Tomlin. They're not going to get rid of Tomlin. Anyone who's talking about getting rid of Tomlin is completely stupid. They're not getting rid of Tomlin, nor should they. But my real issue is with Ben Roethlisberger. So let's take a listen, first of all, to what Chase said after the game about this this moment.
6: Definitely got to be better. I got tackled near the hash, did my little first down point, and uh, went to hand the ball to the ref. He had just got there. So even if I got right up and looked for him, he wasn't there. He ran down the field to come get the ball, and the ball got knocked out of my hands. That's what costed us time. Um, but I definitely do have to be better. I knew the situation. I knew, you know, I know I'm near the hash. I know the ball's placed on the hash. But I got to be better, and uh, the ball shouldn't get knocked out of my hands. Should be, should be penalty.
4: Okay, that's – other than I don't care what happens, that's about the worst response that you can give. Because it's nothing but excuses. We're all watching the game. <laughs> That's You're not the first person to do the first down point either. So it's, it's not your first down point, first of all. Second, we're all watching the game. We've seen this situation before. It's not about where the ref is. You know where the ref is? Where the center is in the middle of the field because the ref also knows that you want to get the ball to the middle of the field and snap it so you can spike the ball because you don't have any timeouts. The refs are aware of what you're supposed to be doing. So what are you talking about? The ref isn't near you. It's all excuses. There should, I, I I don't want to hear anything from him except for completely on me, my mistake, complete lack of whatever, discipline or whatever word you want to use. But to say like, oh, the ref wasn't there and it got knocked out of my hands and it didn't really affect anything. Like, okay, so you really don't care. You really don't. You really don't care. It's like when someone comes to apologize to you. I've had this happen to me before, and I don't have, to have any time for it at this point in my life. But they apologize, and it's just like this long apology, and then at the very end, you think you got it. You're like, okay, you're just like opening up your little hearts a little bit for some forgiveness, and then they slip in. But all right, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. You're not sorry. You have no, you have, there's, there's nothing that you're apologetic about in this moment if you slip in the word buts afterwards, because you, you're you not really sorry. Just let it be. I am sorry. I did this, the end. Not the but, it got knocked out of my hands. Not the but, it really didn't affect anything. Like Okay, so you're not taking any responsibility for it. Fine. That's fine. If that's what, you, that's, that's how you want to handle this. That's fine. But now I know what you really feel about this moment. And how you don't really feel any responsibility for how it affected the team. And again, I don't think this is the reason why they lost. But it was a huge moment. It cost, let's call it five seconds, to be fair. That's a play. You're trying to win the game. You're, you're, on, a, you're on a game-winning drive. That's, that's Those are valuable <laughs> seconds that were wasted because you had to do your First down point. We know you got a first down. We watched the we watched it. You got the credit for getting the first down. We're watching the game. But here's really my issue and this is why I really believe that this is happening or this happens is what Ben had to say after it.
2: Not really my job. I mean, that's to me that that goes up to coach Tomlin. That's what he needs to do. That's his job as, as the head coach, it's not as, as the quarterback. It's my job to to help manage what we do on the field and getting first downs and trying to score, dealing with player issues and and whatever else you want to say. That's that's the coach's job, not mine.
4: It's not your job. It's not your job. We all know that Mike Tomlin is the boss there, right? We get it. It is Ben's job to set the tone for the offense. He is an offensive player. If it was a defensive player who had this – mental lapse or whatever you want to call it, poor decision-making, okay, I can, I can kind of entertain that it's not Ben's responsibility to check him. But it's a wide receiver. Yes, yes, it absolutely is your job to go up to him and say, that's not what we do in this situation. Not in that moment, but after the game. There should be some accountability. There's no accountability with the Steelers. And this is what's been going on for years with them. Now, I've, I said a long time ago, I thought their Super Bowl window with Ben was done after the Le'Veon-Antonio Brown, you know, Triple B era, whatever, fell apart. There was too much talent on that team. You have a Super Bowl winning coach. They should have taken advantage of, of that time. Now Ben's old. He's likely going to be retired after this year. And they have no nobody in house to replace him because Ben didn't feel comfortable with it. He wasn't even comfortable when they brought Mason Rudolph in, who is not the answer. So the Steelers have really gotten away from what their brand is supposed to be. That is, that is not a moment that I think is really reflective of Steelers football. Like TJ said earlier, that's a, that's a Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, or maybe it was Plaxico, said that it's just, it's just shocking. It's a Mike Tomlin-led team that you would have that little emotional discipline in, in such an important moment. And for all the talk about how the Steelers aren't really that good and doesn't matter or whatever, they are absolutely viable for the playoffs. Absolutely. It wasn't as punitive that they lost as it would have been if the Vikings did, but nevertheless, they needed to win that game. They are still alive. And making decisions like that and then making excuses and then passing the buck to Mike Tomlin, you're the franchise quarterback. It's like, well... I mean, if y'all don't care, why just I guess we just don't care, right? It's fine. It's all good. We're losing games, it's not a big deal. Whatever. I don't know. It's Mike Tomlin's fault. It's it's the ref's fault. It's not my job. Cool. It's like excellent messaging. Can you tell I'm from Pittsburgh? They sound a little irritated. <laughs> a little irritated. All right. We'll talk to Jason Terry, switch gears a little bit here, talk a little NBA, the league. There's a lot going on around the NBA right now, and we will check in with him, NBA champ. But first, let's get to what's trending.
6: And we have college basketball up and down the schedule on this Saturday. Number 18 Auburn already a 99-68 winner over Nebraska. A Big Ten battle saw it. number 21, Ohio State winning big, beating number 22, Wisconsin, 73-59. And Creighton upset number 24, BYU, 83-71. Now, in games that are in progress as we speak, well, we would have a better idea if the scoreboard were to update. But we do know that number 19, Michigan State, hosting Penn State, it's 23-21 Spartans, 807 to play in the first half. At the half... Oklahoma, surprising number 12, Arkansas, 39-33. We are making our way towards Army-Navy, which is going to kick off at 3 o'clock Eastern time. And Michael Strahan making a big leap. He flew into space today. Now we go back to our own space, though. Here's Joy Taylor.
4: Thank you to Ralph Urban for that update. We are trying to locate Jason Terry, Uh, have him on the show, talk a little, talk a little NBA. We have a lot to get to still today. We'll talk to Brandon Newman later, my former co-host of the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. And Natalie Eganolf, on-air host for for Parks Sportsbook and Kelsey Nicole Nelson, who spent a lot of time in Washington, a huge divisional matchup between the Dallas Cowboys, and the Washington football team. Um, Yeah, I mean, the AFC North is wide open. That was an annoying loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I I just, I, I I don't like any teams that don't have a real identity, and that's really what they felt like in that Thursday night football game. All right, we'll go out to Jason Terry, NBA champ and head coach of Grand Rapids G League. Jason, thanks for jumping on with us today.
9: Not not a problem. Anytime I can join the Queen of Clapback,
4: I hear. Is that
9: what they're calling you these <laughs> days?
4: I don't, wow, Jay, Jason, they call me a lot of things, but um, oh, wow. yeah, I, that's that's a title that I have been, I have had applied to me before. But look, you know, you, I don't, were you a trash talker, Jason?
9: What am I? See, my 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 idol and role model was Gary Payton. Oh, so okay. you can only imagine yeah. trying to emulate him every day on the on On the court, yes, a lot of trash talk here.
4: now, what was your strategy with that would you would you do a little research or would you just kind of just go with what came to you in the moment?
9: Well, yeah, I'm a little research guy, but i i'm you know I like to dig a little bit um, you know whatever it takes in the moment i mean it, it really really was more spontaneous for me though, like in the heat of the battle and the flow of the game. Um, a lot of times, you know, you get the scout reports uh, the day before the game, so you can kind of get into a guy's stats, like how he's playing, his career, you know, what college he went to. So I'll, I'll dig deep a little bit.
4: That's interesting because I, well, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I did not play in the NBA. But when I did play sports growing up, I was very small, and so the, the like, but I was, I like to be physical, I like defense, and okay. uh, you so look I was scrappy. Yeah, I mean that's really all I could do. I wasn't particularly skilled, <laughs> so oh, so wow. I was little, and I was tough, and I was fast. So I would just lean into that. But I would do like the little things, like I, I would wait until the ref was looking the other way, and I'd like pull on their jersey or something. Oh, you yeah. know, It's like a yeah.
9: See, that was standard. I wouldn't even really call that dirty. That would just kind of went a part of the game, especially for me being a smaller guy, like you said. Um, you know, I needed every advantage I can get. A jersey pull. If you're wearing an arm sleeve, I'll pull that. I mean, (laughs) rubber bands. I mean, guys back when I played used to wear those rubber bands for whatever reason. And I'll pop those. I mean, I I had a lot of tactics.
4: Yeah, just just be a little pest. Anything that can get them distracted. We're talking to Jason Terry on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, let's start with LeBron. We're out here in L.A. And the Lakers are a very interesting uh, constructed team. Obviously, they're the oldest team in the league. I'm not really panicked about how the Lakers are playing. Uh, to me, it's on Anthony Davis. The season was always going to be on Anthony Davis. We know what LeBron is at this point in his career, what he's capable of. We know he's going to take care of his body, and if he's on the court, he's what he's going to do. And I, I don't believe that Russell Westbrook is the one that should bear the responsibility for the L.A. Lakers. But are, are, are is the, is the panic for the Lakers a little bit premature?
8: Um. I mean,
9: there's really not panic this this early in the season. I mean, for them, it's it's always what it's been um, for the last two or three years, even the year they won it. It's about three-point shooting. You know, can you surround LeBron um, with guys that can make open shots? And he had not had that here in the last two years. And for me, like if you look at their roster, they, they're just missing that dynamic of, of shooting, and especially when you add a guy like Russell Westbrook it's the same thing. I mean, he needs space, and the only way you can have that space is if you got floor spacers, you know, guys that can knock down um, threes from long range. So um, that, that's just what they're dealing with. I mean, when you look at their team, they're, they're a big team, they're physical. So in a seven-game series, they can wear you down. As you know, you live by it or you die by it. So if they're facing primarily a jump-shooting team, the, the percentages will come back to them, and uh, if they can slow the game down, uh, and force turnovers, um, then they're, they'll have a huge advantage because of their size and the physicality of the game.
4: Saying in the West, what Steph Curry is doing is, is pretty remarkable. Can you put in perspective, as a former player, just how impressive what Steph is doing and, and, and him breaking, you know, Ray Allen's record, which is he's, he's going to break and. And and just what that is. Like, I tried to shoot a three-pointer from the NBA line once and almost threw my shoulder out. And I think we get a little desensitized to, like, how hard that is to do.
9: Well, one thing about it, when you look at his size and, you know, he's not the biggest guy, his ability to get his shot off from anywhere, from all different, you know, from catch and shoot, on the move, off the dribble. And then the other thing is every single team is designed to stop him. Like, there is no Klay Thompson out there. Um, so he doesn't have, like, a, a, a another guy that the team has to lock into. Um, so it's even more impressive knowing that defenses are designed to stop him. I mean, you've seen Toronto uh, in the finals a couple years ago put a box and one on him, and he still was out there launching and, and getting his shots up. So it, it's tremendously amazing. I know I was a so-called labeled a, a shooter in my day. You know, I preferred the mid-range, but I can make threes. And over a long period of time, I just still happened to, you know, accumulate to be, on seventh all time, you know he passed me like a couple games ago in one game because he shoots like sixteen threes a game. The other night he's like nine for nineteen from the field, seventeen of them were threes. Like that's unheard of, especially for shooters. I think in my day, and Reggie Miller said this on the broadcast. It's like, well, we average as a team like nine threes a game, and I took four of them. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's just remarkable, man, for a guy to be that's unconscious to just know, like, look, I'm shooting. Like, that's what I do. You guys got to try to stop me. So it's very impressive.
4: Who is the most dangerous team in the NBA? Who is looking like the most dangerous team in the NBA to you right now?
9: I, I think it's Golden State. I mean, the, the fact that they're still waiting on Wiseman and then
4: Clay's coming, and,
9: you know, they have depth. They gel well together. I mean, they're tough. Now, I will tell you this. The Phoenix Suns are going to have something to say some so about it uh, because they're young, they're deep. Uh, when they have a great leader in Chris Paul and then Devin Booker to me as a candidate, DeAndre A those guys tasted failure last year and they're very motivated this year. And if you've watched them, I mean they ran off what seventeen games straight and, and, and they're not stopping. Like last night they put a whooping on Boston who was a good team. And uh they're they're locked in. And they have home court advantage. I mean Phoenix is a tough place to play historically. Their fans get rowdy and, and, and up for them when they have a good team. So uh, I wouldn't overlook Phoenix at all.
4: Well, we haven't talked about the East yet. Are we are we ignoring the Bucks? I feel like the Bucks have have sort of gone into that phase where now that they yeah. now that they've won a championship, they're more focused on obviously playing well during the regular season, but they want to be healthy going into the playoffs. They know what it takes to win a championship, so they're sort of in that mode and that's why we're kind of paying attention to everybody else.
9: Well, it's not that we're ignoring the Bucks. Obviously, Giannis is always going to be an MVP candidate. Right. I think it's the fact that they're not the same team. When you look at their roster, um, you know, Brooke Lopez out for, for a long period of time. No P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker was the unsung hero of that team. I mean, everybody says Bobby Porter. Thank, Thank, Thank you. Thank I mean, you. Thank you. Come on. Did he pull out another pair of shoes? Like, no, but <laughs> he, like he guards one through five. He's tough. Like, that mental toughness. Like, he is the guy that is the glue guy that hold, held that team together, and he's a champion. So, uh, I think they're just going to miss him. They're going to miss Brooke. Um, You know, Devin Chinzo, I think he just came back last night. So, yeah, it, it's going to be tough on them. I mean, Brooklyn, is they're not all the way hitting on all cylinders like they could be, but the East is tougher. Like, the East is tough. You know, the Sixers, will they make a move? If they can make a move uh, with Simmons, you know, they're a formidable foe. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough road. It's always tough to repeat. I know every championship team has said that, uh, and and that's why there's not been many. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Bucs, it's going to be tough on them for
4: sure. Uh, You know, I'm so glad you said that about P.J. Tucker, Jason, because when P.J. Tucker left for the Heat, I said immediately, I was like, I I know everybody's giving a lot of credit around here, but P.J. Tucker, first of all, was huge against KD in that series. And and he's a dog like he's he is going to play a certain way. He's going to play tough. And he is an invaluable type of I don't even want to call him a role player. Like he was a huge part of that championship and him not being there. I do think changes the dynamic of that roster.
9: Yeah, it it does. And it allows Giannis to not have to guard the best player on the other team as well. And like I said in that series, I mean. I was arguing with somebody the other day, like, well, KD still averaged 35. I said, yeah, but look how hard that 35 was. It was a tough, grinding, grueling 35, and that's what P.J. Tucker, I mean, he was up, he was on him. He was on him the entire series, and he never wavered, He never let up. And then you, you, you go to the final series, and he, he guarded Booker. Like, he guarded Chris Paul, switching on to him. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's going to be a dynamic that they'll miss, um, but again, when you have Giannis on the Kumpo, he's... He's one of the greatest players we have in our game today. He gives you an opportunity. He gives you a realistic shot. you know. But I think it's just going to be extremely tough on those guys.
4: Well, Jason, I really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your, your weekend to hang with us. Hope you have a happy holiday and uh, appreciate it.
9: Yeah, happy holidays to you. And tell my boy Colin Coward, my hometown <laughs> homie, and I said, "What's
4: up?" <laughs> I will make sure you follow Jason on social media at Jason Terry thirty one head coach of the Grand Rapids Grand Rapids Gold G League team and of course NBA champ, uh, friend of the herd, and uh, we appreciate him stopping by with us today, talking a little of the league. Uh, let's check in with Brandon Newman, my co-host from the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast for several years. I have a lot to talk about him, talk to him about. He's a big Ravens fan. He's very concerned. And uh, I'll talk a little AFC North and some other topics as well on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio
9: hey what's up everybody it's
2: me three-time pro bowler lavar Harrington, and i couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called up on game what is up on game you ask along with my fellow pro bowler tj hushmanzada and super bowl champion yep that's right plexico burris you can only name a show with that type of talent on it up on game we're going to be sharing our real life experiences loaded with teachable moments listen to up on game with me lavar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager, Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Whether it's your first
5: time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
1: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford.
8: Our weight is
0: one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person.
1: Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call.
4: I actually thought about it uh I wearing one of my ugly Christmas sweaters what happened to the lamp the frigile lamp
1: oh uh management uh brought the hammer down on that what right we're trying to figure it out too okay it is what it is
4: all right well I miss the frigile lamp
1: yeah apparently it was some kind of uh, I
4: feel like the dad in Christmas story now I I actually I have the Christmas story bunny outfit and I may or may not have had it on last night
1: those are just jam jams from your your youth, right? We all had yeah. something like that. No, when I literally jobs.
4: have like a one I wear as an adult. I have issues. Okay. Let's go out to Brandon Newman, my former co-host of the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Oh, he's not there yet. Okay. Um Brandon is Brandon is the best. Uh, we'll get we'll get to him in a second. Yeah, I have some I have some Christmas Christmas issues, but I did I did get all of my Christmas shopping done. I have like a couple small things to buy for some people here in L.A., um, which won't be an issue. Uh, But I did not want to deal with worrying about shipping this year because I suspect that um, there's not going to be uh, there's going to be some problems with delays because there's so many more people shopping online. And because of covid, like less and less people want to go to the mall. All right, Brandon, Brandon, what's up?
8: Uh, wait a minute. You said less people want to go to the mall. What,
4: what's the story about? Uh, COVID. You've heard of it?
8: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You still got to go to the brick and mortar, especially during Santa Claus time. No, Let's I order out- from
4: I order from no. from, from small businesses. Uh, I, I eat it. I eat the shipping. All right. I'm a good. Okay, I'm a yeah. good. I'm a good citizen. Because uh, most of the small businesses still charge you for shipping, but I'm willing to do that in order to shop small. I think it's important. So I did my best to shop small for a lot of my gifts this year, but I got it all done on Cyber Monday. So all of my, I had 20, 27 people to buy for. Brandon, I don't know if you know this now, I have a great aunt. So I have generations yeah. of nieces and nephews.
8: Joy, a great aunt now?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if somebody tries to tell me I'm not an auntie, like, no, 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 no. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I have nieces yeah. who have children. And I have another yeah, one on the way. That. I have another one on the way. I never. I don't even know. I don't
8: even know if I should tell you congratulations because you know your money's getting
4: thinner and thinner buying all these gifts. Well, okay. So here's my question: When do you age out of gift giving as an adult, like from your aunts and uncles, right? Because I remember getting like like socks from my aunt, and I as as a kid. But like, if you are if you are married, I just get you a household gift, right? I mean, I did, not I got everybody gifts, but I'm just trying to figure out when that happens.
8: my my favorite auntie growing up got me a fruitcake when I was like twelve thirteen. I was like, all right, that's about it. That's mm-hmm. the wrap from mm-hmm. giving from the aunties <laughs> and uncles.
4: Uh, you have to follow Brandon on social media. If you've been following <laughs> me uh, throughout my career, you know Brandon well. We used to do the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast together. Very good times. Um, so you're you're worried about your Ravens, huh?
8: <sighs> worried is. To put it gently, I had them as you know the Super Bowl pick coming out of the AFC early on in the season. We had that that terrible Raiders game, uh, but we bounced back from it. But now I don't I don't know what my Baltimore Ravens are. Now it seems like they're the team that other teams play against. So you realize that your franchise ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like we got a lot of. Lucky bounces like Mark Andrews with the two point conversion. I'm okay with that because without the Mark Andrews catch off the ground, we would already have that loss. So I, I don't, I don't know what to. We're we're at the mercy of Lamar Jackson's legs and 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 John Harbaugh's. I don't know whatever's going on between his ears.
4: Listen to the Joy Taylor Show. We're talking to Brandon Newman. The Joy Taylor Show brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Um, We've got a couple minutes left here, Brandon. The AFC North is wide open, though. Uh, I'm sure you saw that incident with Chase Claypool celebrating uh, with no timeouts. And you guys play the Browns this weekend. Baker Mayfield's been extremely banged up. Now they're coming off of a bye. And as much as I love Joe Burrow, the Bengals have been kind of inconsistent. So, I mean, this division is really winnable for any of these teams. Yeah,
8: the AFC North is always wide open. My biggest issue is the Pittsburgh Steelers, your Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the 500 Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I'm from Notre Dame, and we don't claim Chase. We don't claim Chase Claypool no more. I want to remind everyone he is Canadian. You know, shout out to to the Wolves up north. But he was acting a little extra, too extra for us. But anyways, I think my Ravens are going to handle the uh, the Browns. They're going to beat up on Baker even more. Patrick Queen is finally showing itself to be a, a, a worthwhile draft pick. He's he's no Micah Parsons, but I really do. I I, I trust where we're at defensively, especially against the Browns. I mean, come on now,
4: Um, Brandon. We're we're up against it because it's radio. You know, we used to do podcasts and go on forever, but um, but we'll have you on again so we can have you on for longer. But tell everybody where they can find you now, really quickly.
8: Hey, find me at brother at brother Brandon on Twitter and Instagram, Uh, brother from another on NBC Sports on Channel eighty five. Every, on there every Friday, I'll holler at y'all later. Thank you so much,
4: Joy Taylor. <laughs> Happy holidays, Brandon. Tell the family I said hello. Thanks for stopping by.
8: Of course. Talk to you soon.
4: Uh, we will talk to Natalie Eganolf of Parks Sportsbook, on-air host and host of the Lipstick League podcast next on the Joy Taylor Show. She is uh, from Philadelphia, so she is locked in on the Eagles. And I have lots of questions because the Eagles are a very, very interesting team. All of that and more on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio in just a few minutes. Thanks for hanging with us today. Fox
2: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: Hey, thanks for hanging with us today on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. A beautiful December afternoon. Christmas is creeping closer. Um, I have a ginormous tree. I have an eight-foot tree. I'm very proud. A real one, which means I have to remember to water it. And uh, I'm really good at killing plants. So luckily this one's already dead.
1: You got a fresh cut on it, though, right? They, they cut the bottom so it can take in water easier?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah, good. yeah, 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 I don't, I don't, I do not do anything. Um, I am completely useless. If I can pay someone to do something, I'm going to do that because there's a guarantee, there's a, almost 100% guarantee I'm going to mess it up. So, yeah, I mean, dragging a giant tree into my house and setting that up, just, I'm, I'm five foot two for those of you that don't know. It's, it's not a good idea. And I stopped trying to do my own, like, home projects a long time ago. I'm, just not, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at that or keeping plants alive. Although I was a little, I exaggerated a little bit and everyone was very upset the other day. Uh, on I said on the herd all my plants have died. And that's not true. I still have three that are hanging on. I've had a bamboo plant that's been with me for a couple years now. And uh, she's 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 still with me. Yay. And I have a a really cute like indoor plant thing. I don't know what it is, but it's a little cute little basketball planter. And that one's I wouldn't say thriving, but it's still green. And I have one outside on my balcony. That's where all the dead ones stay. Like <laughs> I can't I can't I don't I can't find the balance of the sun and the water. I don't know. My grandmother and my mother have amazing green thumbs and it completely skipped me. I wanna have living things in my house, but I can't keep them alive. So but the tree I, I always get. I love the smell of the tree and it uh it's very Christmassy, which I'm way into. Thanks for hanging with us today. Thanks to Jason Terry and Brandon Newman for stopping by. And now, let's go talk to my friend Natalie Eganolf, on-air host for Park Sportsbook, also the host of the Lipstick League podcast. Natalie, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Hi, Joy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm cracking up because I kill all my
0: plants, too. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I kept this one basil plant alive in, like, a jar on my window. That was the only thing that lasted, but I just had to throw it out yesterday, and I'm going to get my tree today. So I'm, like, feeling you... On keeping plants alive and like trying to manage the tree life and all that stuff,
4: yeah, I mean, I just I'm a busy person and
0: it's hard. it's hard. it's a science. it really is.
4: yeah, it is and, and you have to like understand them and they're living things so you have to like talk to them and sing to them. I, I you know, I don't have a good singing voice. <laughs> um, and they all have different personalities and moods, you know they're like people, so um, they, they are. yeah, so maybe that's why I can't keep them alive. Um, so you know a lot about this Philadelphia Eagles team. Oh, my goodness. And, yes, I do. And I was, too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was very skeptical about what this season was going to look like for the Eagles. I thought they'd be in last place. I gave the Giants way too much credit. And right. the Eagles are actually very viable, very competitive. I had lots of doubts about Nick Sirianni. They play hard. They play physical. And Jalen Hurts has been really impressive. Do, is... Is Jalen Hurts the franchise quarterback there?
0: Um, I'm going to say no, and it's not because I want to say no. I just have a feeling, and I've heard through the great Brian that the organization and you know, a couple people inside the organization aren't particularly sold on him as of yet, and I think a lot of that has to do uh, with his inability to kind of get the ball, throw the ball down the field. So they've been, you know, utilizing him a lot for the run, which has been great. But it's kind of wear and tear on his body. He was injured last week. You know, we saw Gardner Minshew the weekend before that. It was probably his poorest performance um, of the season. And I, I mean, personally, I like the guy and I love his work ethic. But I, I'm not sure that the team is sold on him, and that's kind of what I've been hearing since before the season even started. So. I I would love the Eagles to actually have a franchise quarterback, but I don't know if he's the guy
4: yet. Yeah, well, that's my question. Like, what's what's their plan? Is it Gardner?
0: <laughs> so um, I don't think so. They're going to put Hertz back in. I, I think that it's that was a really good performance by Gardner Minshew. He kind of kept the fan base alive uh, last weekend. But Hertz is going to return. I don't think it's Minshew. I have a feeling, uh, unfortunately, that if things work out, they'll probably try and go for another quarterback in the draft next year, which is basically, you know, I always say that they, um I always imagine hell is like one never ending like quarterback controversy, but that's pretty much what it is <laughs> in Philadelphia. Like seriously, there's no worse place to be in a football state than not having your franchise quarterback. And Philly's been searching one for forever since McNabb. We thought we had it in Carson, you know, what that blew up last year. And now we're with Hurts, and I'm like, he's not the guy either. So it's how long do we have to wait until they actually find their guy? And I'm not banking on, you know, the organization picking the right guy either because I'm not happy with their draft picks as of the last couple of years either. So I, I think it's going to be next year they're going to figure it out. Um, I I really think this year the team has kind of been in a let's-see-what-we-have-here phase. Like you said, Sirianni, nobody really had faith in him. He comes out, he's talking like, you know – um Rock, paper, scissors is how he's like gauge competitiveness, which like I was just thinking, you know, you come to Philadelphia and that's what you're going to tell people about how you're gauging the draft pick. So he didn't make a good first impression, but I am impressed with how he's kind of making adjustments and, you know, owning up to his mistakes, which is something that Philly respects, you know, so uh, it's a way it's kind of like a let's see what we have in front of us here year for the Eagles. Um, and then I think that that's going to determine where we go. But like the defense, you know, they're aging offensively. Like we still haven't seen enough of Devontae Smith that we wanted to see. So it's kind of like a, we don't even know what this team is year. That's how I feel about them.
4: We're talking to Na- Natalie Eganoff on air host for park sports book and host of the lipstick league podcast. I do know what that experience is like Natalie, cause I'm a dolphins fan. So yes. I've lived <laughs> many, many years without a franchise quarterback. Thought we had it in Ryan Tannehill. no. And right. then they draft Tua. Everyone's excited about it. Then they decide at the beginning of the season, uh, no, I think we might actually uh, trade for Deshaun Watson. Maybe, uh, no. Oh. No, actually, we're not going to do that. We're going to stick with Tua, actually, and then we're going to go on a five-way winning streak. And we're still going to be talking about, at the end of the season, what we're going to do at uh at quarterback. So I I definitely do know that experience. But sticking with the NFC East, do you think that Dallas, Dallas and Washington play this weekend? Obviously big divisional uh, matchup. Washington is on fire and everyone's yeah. so excited. Uh I think the Cowboys win this division easily. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think the Cowboys are gonna take the division. Um I'm intrigued though by Washington, but I just feel like, you know, that's gonna come out. He's gonna take care of business. And I know that um I know that, you know, Washington's home and Taylor Heineke's, you know, been playing out of his mind and, you know, has been this great story. But I think that Dallas just they're not going to they're not going to lose, you know, what they have right now. And I think it's just been a couple of missteps over the last couple weeks, um, but they'll straighten it out. And I think that, yeah, they're going to take it. I, I kind of felt that from the beginning of the season, um, just the way that things were trending. So I'm with I'm going with Dallas, too.
4: What team scares you the most in the NFL right now? Like a team that could make a Super Bowl run has been dealing with a lot. Because to me, it's the Packers. The Packers have so many injuries. Now Randall Cobb is out. Right. And they just keep finding ways to win. To win.
0: So, I mean, it's so cliche, and I hate even giving this answer. And, I, you know, I've spent a lot of years – Loathing the new England Patriots and Bill Belichick, but they, he never ceases to amaze me. And what he did with, you know, Matt Jones, he's like completing 70% of over 70% of his passes. I'm just like, how do you end up being bill Belichick, taking this rookie quarterback, putting him into your system, and then seeing the results as the season plays out, the Patriots always kind of, they always scare me. And this was the year when I'm like, Oh my God, you know, it's it's finally time. We're going to see the demise. And then here we are. It's December 11th rolling into the playoffs. And I'm feeling like it's going to end up, and I joked about it before the season, being a Patriots versus Buccaneers Super Bowl.
4: I mean, that would be incredible. I, 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 as anyone who's in this business knows, we love chaos. And, right. and that, like, I root for anarchy and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians versus Bill Belichick and Mac Jones in the Super Bowl, that I, I can't even I can't even use the words I want to use to describe how no, good I'm, of a Super Bowl of, of two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl of content we would have. It would be and, absolutely amazing. Well that and you know what it almost feels like a pipe dream, right? And prior
0: to the season I'm thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, that'll happen. And then here we are, and I'm like, oh my God, look at the Patriots. Look at Mac Jones. Look at Bill Belichick. Like, look at what's happening right now. And it, I'm like, is that is that where we're going to go? I mean, I the Cardinals have been dominant too, so I'm I'm kind of obsessed with them. And you know, Zach Ertz went there. I'm happy to see that he's you know with a winning um, team. But it's it's always it's always in the back of my mind the Patriots. And I'm like wondering if that's like PTSD from the Super Bowl in like 2005. You know, <laughs> even though Eagles even though Eagles finally beat them 2018, um, I still kind of always have this lingering fear. Like it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter because injuries happen, the playoffs happen, you know, and I remember I covered the Eagles the year that they won the Super Bowl. And I was interviewing Chris Long and he said to me, when you get this far, um, this is after the NFC championship game. And he said to me, when you get this far in the season, he's like, sometimes the ball just bounces your way. And I feel like sometimes that that's what the NFL comes down to, right? And it's, it's those little moments that end up building up over time and making a huge impact for a team. And it's like, I feel like not only is the ball bouncing the way now for the Patriots, but they're taking it and they're just going to careen through. It's just, they just always scare me.
4: Yeah. I'm scared of them too. I've uh, I've like been in a division with them forever and they just have owned the AFC. And it's crazy because we thought the bills were going to be, you know, the big dogs in the AFC East for 10 years. And then here's Bill Belichick right back again and I don't count last year what happened with the Patriots last year against them. Like, is COVID, if eight opt-outs, you, you get a year if you lose the greatest player of all time. You, I'm going to give uh, you a year, a down year. Yeah. Like, yeah, just one.
0: No, I, I I think about last year's football season with an asterisk next to it because I don't think it's fair to judge any team based off of COVID year, You know, and I still feel like some of the teams are kind of dealing with, like, the repercussion and the fallout from that. Um, I think just, you know, the inability to kind of – figure out a team identity by having, you know, during training camp and all that time that they spend together before having to do it virtually. I think that that sets teams behind. So I think we're still kind of witnessing the fallout of that, but they're, they're unbelievable. They really are.
4: So right now, if you had to make a Super Bowl pick, who do you think is in, in February?
0: I, I mean, I'm, I'm going Buccaneers Patriots just, and it's so, bo- I feel like it's kind of, it's like also, again, it's kind of cliche, kind of boring, but like that's, it's not boring. There's, there's nothing so boring excited. about it. And it's not cliche no. either.
4: Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. It would be unprecedented. I'm, I
0: know. Uh, I like, know. and, I and on top get... of
4: that, Tom Brady is likely going to win the MVP. So right. yeah, the, we're talking yes. about they're the not. Packers <laughs> and I think the Packers are very dangerous, but they are really banged up. How does that, yeah. you know, how does that affect them in the playoffs? I don't know. The Cardinals are, I'm with you. Cardinals are unbelievable. I think they're the best watch in football right now. And Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are back. I'm going to talk about the Rams in, in a second. I, I think that's, I think that's a must-win game for the Rams. Like that's a playoff game for the Rams. And so I so it could very I think we'll see Cardinals Cardinals Bucks in the NFC Championship game. But you know, they they are champions, they're defending champions. So they've been there before and experience is really important in that spot and it's the goat. So I don't think it's a well, cliché answer at all. It's and it's entirely it's entirely possible outside of the unprecedented nature of Mac Jones as a rookie being there.
0: Exactly. And it's I just feel like it's one of those things where it's and, and imagine if, if the Patriots actually beat Tom, you know, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. It's, and like letting your mind go there. And, and then it kind of restarts that chicken and the egg conversation. Is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? It's it's like the question of football that will never die. Well, I, that's I mean, why unless, it would be so good. One
4: of them retires, <laughs> Right. But that's why it would be so good if we could actually, right. like, to your point earlier, we never thought once Tom left that we would really see Belichick. Like get back to where they are right now so quickly in a way that we would really even be having this conversation. Because right, it was kind of like okay, like it's going to take you know Belichick like four or five years to re- re- retool and figure out what their identity is. Nope, nope. One bound, one down season, and he changes everything. And he goes all in on free agency, which he never does. And he stops trying to control the draft. And here we are. And the Patriots are trying to ruin all of our lives again. Time is a which, flat circle.
0: Which. Yes, which is why I say that it's like cliche because it's like, I don't want to, I don't even want to say it. Like, I don't even want to say that they could do it again, but it's it's reality. Right. And, you know, I, again, the Cardinals, I had hopes for them. I'm like, you know, I kind of always loved the Cardinals. I loved Larry Fitzgerald uh, when he played there. Um, so I was, I was kind of like, oh, maybe this will be their season. But then, but then You think about it, and here we are, and it's like you can't—you can never count them out. It's really—it's been a wild, wild year, but it's been exciting, and I can't wait for the playoffs. I'm just like chopping at the bit to watch really, really, really good football.
4: Yeah, and this weekend is has some some great matchups as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. Follow Natalie on social media, Natalie Eganoff, on-air host for Park Parks Sportsbook, and host of the Lipstick League podcast. You can I just tweeted or tweeted at her. Natalie Eganoff, you can follow her on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. Have a great weekend and a happy holiday.
0: Thanks, Joy. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Definitely.
4: Listen to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Got to talk about the Rams. And does does Russ stay in Seattle next year? We'll discuss that next.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
7: Welcome, Allison. We got
0: second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs
7: on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of <laughs> me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you
0: again, Allison. Thank you.
4: You're listening to The Joy Taylor Show. Brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch. The biggest games are even bigger in Vegas, so make sure you plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Thanks for hanging with us. Thank you to Natalie Eganoff, Brandon Newman, and Jason Terry for stopping by today on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. A lot of college basketball games going on right now. And of course, we have a huge NFL weekends with some very big playoff implications at hands and a team that I've been, uh, you know, pretty hard on this season is the Rams. And, uh, you know, everyone got really, 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 really excited when that, dra- when that trade happened with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. And I thought Jared Goff kind of, you know, he kind of got dissed a little bit. Like he did go to a Super Bowl. It's not like his career here in Los Angeles was a complete bust. But it's very obvious he thrives at a higher level when he's with Sean McVay and he has absolute protection, which is, you know, obviously not ideal because you're not going to have perfect protection all the time. So ideally you'd want your quarterback to be able to adjust in in crisis. Um, They did get a win over the Vikings, which I felt really good about for them, the Lions, but the Rams have... Beat bad teams convincingly and lost to good teams pretty convincingly, which means they're a middle-of-the-road team. Now, I think there are a lot of things going on with the Rams when they play these better teams, one being that those other teams are more physical. And the Rams have become a little bit of more finesse. They kind of have gotten away from their identity. Everyone forgets that year that they went to the Super Bowl. There was a guy by the name of Todd Gurley on the team. Pretty good at the time. Pretty, 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 pretty good. And that was a huge part of why they were successful and why they were in the Super Bowl. And they don't have that kind of run game right now. Also, Matthew Stafford, prior to this Jacksonville game, where they did what they were supposed to do, had been turning the ball over a lot. So I don't want to completely discredit what happened against Jacksonville when it comes to the Rams, but this weekend against the Cardinals is what I'm really watching for. What do you do against a really good team, an actual championship contender in your division that you've already lost to we're in December this is crunch time no more excuses everybody's adjusting from injuries at this point in the season what's up this is the game to me that will really tell us what the Rams are now the Cardinals are favored by two and a half according to Fox Bet and that sounds about right like the Cardinals are the better overall team and the Rams have really gotten away from their identity, which Sean McVay likes to do. And maybe some of that is just Sean McVay leaning into Matthew Stafford's, you know, amazing talents more than actually running an offense that is effective. But I, I've got some, some questions about the Rams, and I think that this weekend they will get answered. Now, could the Rams beat the Cardinals? Absolutely. They've got Hall of Famers on their team and Sean McVay. But the Robert Woods loss was significant. Odell has contributed, and he's, he's going to continue to contribute and grow every single week. We get a little ahead of our, ourselves when a new player that is a star comes into a new system, like they should be, you know, blowing the doors off the situation right away. It does take some adjustment to learn a new system, even if you are a great player. But Aaron Donald said it best. So he's treating this game like a playoff game said it's going to be a big game for us. We need this game to keep us in a position where we want to be. So it essentially is a playoff game for them this weekend. So we are there. It's December football, Cardinals-Rams divisional game. I'm really looking forward to this, and I really want to to see what the Rams do in this high-pressure situation against a really good opponent. Also in that division is Russell Wilson. Now, there was a lot of conversations about Russell Wilson coming into the season. There was that That rumor that he was going to ask for a trade and there were certain destinations that he was willing to go to. And he was really putting some pressure on the organization. And now it's starting to heat up again because obviously the Seahawks are not good. A little bit off on that Super Bowl prediction at the Bills and Seahawks. Bills still alive. Seahawks not so much. But Russell Wilson is not the kind of guy that's going to spend his career... With an organization that isn't able to put it together. Now, now I'm not, I don't care how much money you take. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking all the money, all of it. I'm taking all the money. So I'll never tell anybody to take less money ever. But it is a salary cap league. So if you are going to take the maximum amount of money, you have to understand you're not, there's certain guys you're not gonna be able to keep. Certain players you're not going to be able to bring in. And Russ's cap hit is tremendous. He has the biggest cap hit, the highest cap hit in the NFL right now at $32 million. Next year, he's going to make $37 million, and that will be the sixth highest in the NFL. Six, $37 million cap hit, so it will be the sixth highest in the NFL. He sent a four year, $140 million contract extension in 2019 that runs through 2023. So, while really, the only thing the Seahawks do great is Russ or is around Russ. I don't know how they can retool. Like, they're, they're kind of in a rebuild. And that contract makes things mighty difficult. They don't have a lot of draft picks. And their defense is pretty much decimated. It's going to be interesting to see what he wants to do. Now, if I'm the Seahawks, I am not moving off of Russell Wilson. You have to come into my office and say to my face, I will never play for this organization again. Otherwise, I am not trading Russell Wilson. I think it's insanity. Insane. It's so hard to get a quarterback. Me and Natalie were just talking about the reality of dealing with quarterback battles and quarterback controversies and not having a franchise quarterback. It is not a fun lifestyle. I don't recommend it. But they've got some real decisions to make. And how they are going to to move forward next year with the roster looking the way that it does right now? And is Russ even going to want to be there? I think that how this season finishes for the Seahawks is going to be really interesting. They have the Texans. They're at the Texans, and they have the Rams, Bears, Lions, and at the Cardinals. So they don't have the toughest schedule to finish the season. So if they can finish on a high note, maybe that will change the energy around the team and and, and the direction that they're going. But I, I don't see Russ toiling away in seattle if they can't figure out a way to get the right pieces in there and that division is not getting any easier all right we will talk to kelsey nicole nelson of fox sports and listen in with knn and the draft network but first let's get to what's trending
6: Well, joy, we do have Army Navy being played right now, and Army got off to a fast start.
1: Fake handoff to Buchanan, and Anderson runs left, breaks a tackle at the 50,
2: far sideline. Going to be a foot race, giving chase to the midshipman. And Christian Anderson is gone—a 56-yard touchdown run for Christian Anderson.
6: Lightning striking for the Black Knights. That's Rich Demarco via Learfield with the call. As Army has the 7-0 lead over Navy 837 to play in the first quarter, although the midshipmen are driving down the field. Now on the college hardwood, 345 to play in the second half. Oklahoma's opened up a 72-57 lead over number 12, Arkansas, number 19, Michigan State, up comfortably over Penn State, 64-49, number 8, Kansas, a 19-9 lead over Missouri. Just six and a half minutes gone in the first half of that contest the day in the nba getting started shortly that is because orlando is playing in southern california against the la clippers by's extended head coach kalani sataki's contract through 2027 but now we set it back a little bit more saturday joy
4: thank you to ralph Irvin for that trending updates you're listening to the joy taylor show on fox sports radio Really fun weekend in the NFL coming up. Let's go out to Kelsey Nicole Nelson, host for Fox Sports, the Draft Network, and listen in with KNN. Hello, Kelsey. Thanks for joining us today.
7: Hi, Joy. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to join you, especially because I'm telling you, Joy, the Saturday Joy is also here in D.C. We are all super excited for Dallas Week to commence tomorrow. Yeah, y'all are. <laughs> I was talking <laughs> about this Washington team all day
4: today, and and listen. I I like I love Ron Rivera. I think is an excellent coach, and mm-hmm. I I always do it for him. I think he's a great guy. I think he's the perfect coach for Washington, who has had some internal issues, and he is a man of integrity. And I feel like he came in and really did a great job of establishing some culture there, and he's been wonderful. And they had a rocky start, and now they're they're, sh- they're one for the last five, and everyone's very very high on Washington right now, Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know if it's your week, but everyone's feeling very positive about this game.
7: Joy, don't tell that to Washington fans, all right? (laughs) They are riding high, I'm telling you. If you remember that game against the Las Vegas Raiders, Washington football fans showed up out there. And even today, I was out in downtown D.C. ahead of the Georgetown-Syracuse game, and Washington football fans were out and about. I've never seen so much burgundy and gold jerseys. Because as you said, Joy, at one point in the season, Washington football team fans, they had given up, Joy. They thought the season was over. They were starting to question Ron Rivera, even after the good job that he said. But all of a sudden now, they're believing again. There's this guy, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, we're talking about the legend of Taylor Heineke in Washington, starting the job and really getting this job done for Washington. And even now, people saying, hmm, scratching their heads, maybe he can be the quarterback of the future after Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of left us up in arms and we didn't know where to go next. I think all that you said is completely right. Ron Rivera has changed the culture of the Washington football team. The team has been dealing with so much adversity both on and off of the football field. But he's kept them focused. He's had this next man up mentality. And the Washington football team, they're finding ways to get the job done. They might not be the prettiest wins, but look, a win's a win. And right now we're talking about playoff contention. In the NFC, which at one point seemed very gloom and dark, they're playing with two of their best defensive players, no Montez Sweat, no Chase Young. The defense is getting the job done. And, you know, at one point in the season, people were saying, hey, Joy, this defense is supposed to be all that and more. And we looked at them and the defense is playing near the bottom of the league, but all of a sudden they've had this resurgence and I'm telling you, I am so excited for this game. I've had friends that work in the Washington football team sales office. They're like, Kelsey, people haven't hit me up all year. Now all of a sudden my phone is ringing off the hook. We're selling standing room only tickets. Every fan wants to be there to hopefully see this Washington football team hopefully get that win. They've already beat the New York Giants this year, which was big because last year the Giants had a spanking on the Washington football team, but they know if they can beat this Dallas team who everyone was writing high about at the beginning of the season, that this team truly could be the real deal. So I think that's the feeling right now in Washington and riverboat Ron right now, everyone's <laughs> believing in him because of what he's done to turn this football team around with guys who might not be the flashiest names, but they come up and they play big on game day.
4: Yeah, you know, I can't take anything away from them. I'm leaning towards the stars and the big names and Dak and, you know, America's team right now. And they do have a (laughs) two-game lead in the division, which is a healthy lead. And Washington, essentially, they control their destiny with the the rest of the season playing all divisional games. So I'm really looking forward to this as well. We're talking to Kelsey Nicole Nelson on Joy Taylor's show on Fox Sports Radio. So I don't have a problem with Mike McCarthy saying that they're going to win. Like, what else is he supposed to say?
7: He could have given it some coach speak,
4: but is that is anyone talking (laughs) about that up there, that he guaranteed
7: a win? Oh, you better believe fans are talking about that. Joy, look, D.C., we take things personal. We're the nation's capital. We don't like being disrespected. I see fans saying right now, look, D.C. stands for don't come. We don't want you Dallas fans in here because that's how they feel about What Mike McCarthy said and I think a lot of us were like hey Mike McCarthy is coming off sick days off the COVID list after they're sick aren't you supposed to like ease back into things and like see what's happening no he comes back and says we're going to beat Washington Mike McCarthy have you been watching TV this Washington team has playing great football they have the momentum swinging their way right now and they've really embraced this underdog mentality. And I think Ron Rivera, you know, kind of played it off. And he's saying, look, the football team is focused right now. But also, you know, saying that's a big mistake, all right, because you don't do that. He's like, yes, as you said, Joy, it's one thing to get your team to believe. But I think everyone in America say, you know, never try to cash a check, all right, that can't be cleared. And right now, this game is truly up in arms because you have two great teams that at the beginning of the season we're on opposite ends of the spectrum, now meeting at a time when both of these teams need this game. Choice. I think a lot of fans took it personally. I think the players have taken it personally. Not, might, they might not see it on social media, but definitely feeling disrespected, especially after the winning that they're doing. And Taylor Heineke, if you haven't noticed by now, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. He will go for everything. So for them to say that, especially after this team has, you know, showed an emotional Cam Newton joy what it was to beat Cam Newton. And we know how emotional that game was when the Washington football team went to Carolina and beat the Panthers. And now for Dallas to be coming into FedEx field with all the Washington football team fans for Mike McCarthy to say that, I think it was a huge mistake. So yes, I will say that will definitely be on the players' shoulders. And best believe at the end of this game, I bet you there will be a postgame quote from one of the players saying, oh, I thought Dallas was going to beat us, Joy, <laughs> if the Washington football team wins this game. In the locker room, lots of players are talking about that. So Mike McCarthy now made himself, Joy, a part of the equation, and he's not even going to be on the football field. All right? So now his players have to try to cash a check that he tried to clear very early.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's bulletin board material. Again, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was, you know, as but I guess he wasn't talking about my team, so I get it. <laughs> but, but that's you know that's kind of what I guess makes me nervous about Washington is I like the heart, you know I like the grits, I like the underdog mentality and all of that. But but can you really go on a run with that? Like, are, am I? Are, are we overvaluing uh, this this resurgence with Washington? Or are these guys really legit and they have found their identity?
7: I think Washington is hitting their groove at the right time. I mean, since the bye week, you see the teams that they've beaten. Let's take you back to last year, right? Washington football team playing in the playoffs, and Taylor Heineke really making a name for himself as they really gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a run for them, their money, and then they got the job yeah. finished this year, beating Tom Brady, and again, Cam Newton coming back to town. It was all about him. They beat him. Russell Wilson coming back near his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. Oh, there, everybody was saying, let, let Russ cook. Well, he didn't cook anything, Joy, because the Washington <laughs> <laughs> and football teams. They handled and took care took care of business against one of the top quarterbacks and the National Football League, and then going to Las Vegas and getting the job done. So I think right now you do have to start believing in the Washington football team. They are a team on the win streak. You look at them, you look at the Miami Dolphins, you look at the New England Patriots. These are teams that you can't just say they're they're, they're full gold, all right? They're playing good football. Washington controlling time of the clock, right? They're getting uh, third down conversions. They're able to stop other teams on third down. The defense is holding other teams to under 21 points. So I'm believing right now. Am I saying they're the best team in the NFC? No. But right now I'm saying there's something special cooking in Washington. And if it keeps going that way, especially with our divisional foes coming up, Washington truly does have the chance to win. From here on out, and I think that's why everyone and their mom is talking about this truly being the game of the week in the
4: NFL. Girl, I'm gonna send this interview to Ron uh, Rivera. Like, play this in the um, <laughs> in the locker room before the before the game. You get
7: you you're convincing me, get me
4: fired up. Like,
7: wait a minute, wait a <laughs> minute. Look, I will join Jennifer <laughs> Keating as another woman on those sidelines. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> We're
4: talking to Kelsey Nicole Nelson. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the rest of the NFC real quick. Uh, who do you think is the best team in the? NFC right now at the the top of the NFC? I mean, it's obviously between, you know, the Packers, the Bucks and the Cardinals, but is there someone else or do you feel like one of those teams is the best?
7: You know, I think the football year has just been so much fun because we've seen so much quality football, like literally every Sunday, you're wanting to watch these games. And I'm looking at the number one seed. I know sometimes the number one seed can be foolish and you're like, oh, they're going to have a with but the Arizona Cardinals and what they were able to do winning without a healthy Kyla Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins. So you don't have your top quarterback. You don't have your top receiver and still finding ways to win. I like them on both sides of the football joy. I really, really do like them in the NFC. I think they're going to be hard to count out um, and count against. Green Bay, of course, Green Bay is always a contender. I like Aaron. I like Aaron Rodgers' joy. But what Arizona has been doing, I don't think they're being talked about enough, especially when you have a Kyler Murray who I hate. He had to miss games, being talked about in the MVP race mm-hmm. uh, for his play this year. There's something special there. But yes, everyone. I know everyone's talking about Kelsey. There is a guy named Tom Brady. In the NFC. And of course, yes, I do like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I also watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get beat by Washington football team here and some other teams this season that gave me some questions about them. So right now, Joy, I'm liking the Arizona Cardinals. I'm believing in them and hopefully they can be a true number one team in the NFC.
4: Yeah, I love the Cardinals. I think they're the best the best watch in the league right now. They're just super entertaining. Great football and I think the game against the Rams this weekend is really a playoff game mm-hmm. for the Rams. Yeah. Okay, so is is Tom Brady the MVP? That you mentioned Kyler Murray as the MVP, um, and obviously it was you know sad to see him miss games. I agree with you, because he was really the front runner and had a stranglehold on the on the MVP race, um, which we haven't really talked about a lot this season, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. I, usually at this point in the season, it's really starting to gear up who the MVP should be. Derrick Henry was talked about a little bit, Aaron right. Rodgers. Um, Josh Allen at the beginning of the season, but now it seems pretty clear Tom Brady if he continues playing the way that he has played this season, he's been the most consistent and available. like he could he it's unprecedented, but he could win the MVP at age 44 <laughs> coming I mean, off of a Super Bowl win in his first year away from the Patriots and that's crazy.
7: Truly, Tom Brady joy is the definition of sometimes life's just not fair. I mean, Tom Brady <laughs> is the reason why, you know, parents now have to tell their kids you are the best, but also there's going to be a guy like Tom Brady <laughs> <All right. laughs> that can always seem to be too. And it's just like, dang, And I think we've all come to just realize Tom Brady's greatness. Love him or hate him. He's getting the job done. Like you said, 44, he's truly proving that age has not been anything but a number for him. And it looks like he will lock out his fourth MVP because right now, I mean, he's leading the league, as you said, I mean, leading in passing yards attempts completions and he's getting the job done and who knows tampa bay might could go back to back and it's all because of the guy that tom brady is he means so much to that team the players are playing for him you see a special relationship with his coach but i mean tom brady hey it's, it's unfair i get it folks but it's just the reality that's the football he's playing this is a tom brady that we've gotten to know, and this is why tom brady is the GOAT because it seems like every time you don't think he can get greater joy he beats his own record, and his goatness becomes even more goaded. This is why Tom Brady right now is leading that MVP race. I know at the beginning, Kyler Murray was being talked about, especially here in the d and V area, Baltimore. At the beginning of the season, Lamar Jackson was talked a lot about, but of course, we all have watched the last couple of weeks of football, and I think Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, has wrote himself out of that race. So I do think you have to look at Tom Brady. Even Josh Allen, I know there's fans of him as well, but Josh Allen, I'd say even, we've seen some regression. So right now, Joyce, I had to put my hat in or pick anyone. It would be team. B12 with the way he's playing this football season thus far.
4: Yeah. God chose him. He just he just spent a lot of time with Tom Brady. God's favorite. It's God's favorite. <laughs> Was it like it's to be God's God. favorite, Tom? Uh Kelsey, Tell thanks <laughs> thanks for joining us. Check out Kelsey Nicole Nelson at the real K Nelson on social media on Twitter on Instagram and check out her show Listening with KNN and all the other work that she does. Thank you Kelsey. Have a great weekend. Thanks so Enjoy much for the having game. You, Happy holidays. So much.
7: Happy holidays to you too and everyone. Watch out for the Patriots as well. Joy, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank it. you.
4: All right, we'll be back on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio with my favorite five for this weekend. Discover BetMGM, the
2: betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager, Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.
5: Whether it's your first
2: time betting or you've been
5: gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
3: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
7: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip
0: sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like,
7: you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of <laughs> me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Welcome back.
4: Joy Taylor's show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging with us today. Woo. Zion. Zion Williamson. Pelican's likely to shut down Zion Williamson due to soreness in his surgically repaired right foot. We are never going to see this kid play. All right. That's a little dramatic, but man. It's really just been a crazy start to his career. And when I mean, when he's healthy, when he's out there, he's just so productive and so fun. It's really frustrating. Uh, thank you to everyone who joined us today. Jason Terry, NBA champ, Brandon Newman, my former co-host on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, Natty. Nat, why, I don't know why I can't say Natalie today. That is the f- sixth time I've done that. Natalie Eganov, on-air host for Park Sports Book, and Kelsey Nicole Nelson, who gave a rousing endorsement for the Washington football team. She had me fired up. I can't wait for that game now. I I like it. Like I like talking to people who are there locally with these teams that I don't generally like touch or have connections to because it's that hope, right? That that makes this this all so great. And they're they're playing well. I don't know if I'm buying it, but Washington football fans are buying it and I love to see it. And that's what's been so great about this season in the NFL and in the college football is the amount of parity. And having so many teams viable at this point in the season is incredible. It's so fun. Like Washington controls their own destiny. That's awesome.
1: Washington and the Dolphins—they just seemed like they were uh, okay. belly well, up. Well, like yeah. at, you know, week three, week four, week five. No, I, listen, they have both turned it around.
4: I I love what the Dolphins are doing. I I I just know that I know the Dolphins so well, and I just. I gotta hold on to like one piece of skepticism with the Dolphins because every time I buy in, every time I, I buy in, they play me. But I love Brian Flores. I think he's the guy. I'm so glad that Tua is playing well. This is what you were supposed to be doing the whole time is let him develop. He's a young player. Let him get reps. Let him develop. So uh, they're on five game winning streak. They're gonna buy right now. And then they come back and play the Jets. So I love that. But uh, let's go through my favorite five really quickly before we get out of here. Uh, Raiders at Chiefs, big divisional game. Chiefs eight and four, Vegas six and six. Now the Raiders have a lot of injuries. Darren Waller is out. Carl Carl, Carl Nassib is out. Jalen Richard is out with COVID. Denzel Perryman is doubtful to play. So this could be a game that the Chiefs take full advantage of the Raiders um, at Arrowhead. But still, a divisional game nonetheless, and the lesson. I want to see what that Chiefs offense is looking like. Ravens at the Browns, huge game. Browns off of a bye. What does Baker look like? Ravens are coming off of a loss to the Steelers. The AFC North is wide open, and this is a huge, huge game for the playoff picture. Cowboys at Washington talked a lot about this game today. Very excited for this game. America's team, Washington football team, has won 4-5. Dallas has some injuries. They did get the win over the Saints on Thursday So looking forward to that. Bills at Bucks. Bills coming off of that loss to the Patriots. The Buccaneers are just kind of quietly at the top of the NFC. um, Behind Arizona, they're 9-3 and at the top of their division. And then Rams at Cardinals. Huge, huge game. Basically a playoff game for the Rams. Cardinals have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. What can the Rams do? And then two dimes. I like Bills plus three. Love Bills plus three and a half. But if you can get a plus three, that's fine as well. And then Washington plus four. It is a big divisional game, and they are playing well. So really looking forward to the games this weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Hope you are enjoying your holiday season and getting your, your shopping done. Be creative. Shop small. Shop small. It's not hard. You'll pay a little extra for the shipping. It's worth it. Uh, Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz are coming up next. Thank you to Ryan and Iowa Sam. Thanks for hanging with everybody. If you missed the show, I will post the podcast afterwards. Thanks for hanging on the Joy Taylor Show.
3: Welcome to the Scene to Scene
8: Podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today I am chatting with G Young Yu.
7: G Young stars
8: as co-lead in the six part limited series Expats.
6: I think I
7: learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough